Hello and welcome back to the Create Me Podcast. This is going to be episode 63 and it's part 3 of a series of chats with the artists participating in this year's Look Again Festival. Today I sat down with visual artist John Walter. We speak about his creative career and also his project for this year's festival, The Fourth Wall. Hope you guys enjoy and I'll catch up with you at the end. Alright, see you soon. This is going to be episode 63 and it's part 3 of a series of chats with the Look Again Festival artists. So yeah, um, today my guest is visual artist John Walter. Hi John, how's it going? Hello, I'm good, how are you? Good, good, thank you first of all for coming on and agreeing to do this um, it's a pleasure. Uh, podcast episode, really appreciate it. But um, just for the listeners, if you could just give them a little bit of background about yourself and then we'll kind yeah. of speak about this year's project for Look Again Festival. So I'm a visual artist and I make lots of different things, but it's all to do with painting, ultimately. It's to do with colour and how space is formed. But it's very fun and poppy, but it's full of other things and it's quite uh, maximal. Okay. Cool. <laughs> nice. And so how did you kind of get involved with look again festival for this year mm. how did that come about well I've been doing projects in Aberdeen since 2012 okay so Sally and I studied together oh, okay. at the Slade and that's ultimately how we know each other yeah and she, so the first project I did was when they were running uh, Smart Gallery oh, yeah. on Albine Terrace and I did a project called the Oil Barons Club right. which was a bar it was a sort of hybrid of the oil industry here oh. with Dallas, the TV show. Okay. And I was... Was there a lot of shoulder pads involved? There was a lot of shoulder pads. There was a lot of... There's a lot of references to JR. Oh, yeah. And the bar right. in Dallas was called the Oil Barons Club. Right. And at that point, the oil here was going through the roof. Yeah. And it seemed like a good way of sort of satirising the thing and also bringing a shot of hot colour to okay. Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've we've worked together here for quite a you know ever since every so often. So yeah. there was play park where we made this chess set and mini golf course mm. on the green. There was spool base, which was this bar in a green um, a garden centre in West Hill. Right. There was Lillian Mim, which was a department store. Yeah. There's a mural on McCombie Court, and now there's going to be the fourth wall. Yeah, the fourth wall, which is going to be um, in Marshall Quad. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, the Marshall Quad is Quad. Yeah, and um, I think the listeners they can see like obviously a visual of that on the Look Again yeah. website. So how's that actually going? That project so far? Well, it, it, uh, you'll find out. Yeah, right. I think it's all right. <laughs> all it's right. taken a while to get to this point mm-hmm. um, I had never been to Marshall College before okay. I'd been here to the yeah. anatomy rooms but I didn't know that space yeah. for some reason it's funny how after all those years you're still finding bits yeah. and probably for people that live in the city actually Absolutely. even for me being here like 15 years there's still bits that I'm kind of discovering yeah. about Aberdeen and also I realised they've always invited me up in the winter so <laughs> this was just to come up when there was some light um, <laughs> Well, so the fourth wall is, it was like, here's your space, what do you want to do with it? And it was like, oh my 
God, yeah. what do you do with that? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 granite on steroids, isn't it? <laughs> it's not just Aberdeen. It's like Aberdeen plus. Yeah. And I was I was initially like, okay, we're gonna clad the whole thing in scaffolding and we're going to make these mad paintings and we're going to disguise it and then we were like can't afford that yeah and then I was like we're going to make an inflatable croissant in a cock ring and we're going to fly that in the middle (laughs) and then we were like no it's too windy (laughs) these are obviously logical thoughts and then I was like um, we're going to build this big platform in the middle, which is probably what you see on that visual. Yeah. And we're going to clad it in paintings and sink them in it. It's going to be this thing. But the wind, there's a weird wind in there. Yeah. So what, what transpired is, I've been wanting to work with VR for a while, mm. virtual reality, and this was my chance to do it. Right. So what happens is you'll go into a headset mm. and you'll be in a transformed Marshall College quad. Okay. And other places. Right. For about four and a half minutes. Okay. And other things will happen, but yeah. that's the gist of it. And you're going to get a lot of colour, okay. a lot of light. It's quite tropical. Yeah. It's not granite. All right. Um, and yeah, it's it's there's a lot of technical issues to iron out, not just in terms of the making of it, mm-hmm. which for anybody that hasn't worked in VR before, you know, the, the working in a headset with a very high-powered PC with these sensors, it's not that complicated once you've got the kit the kit is expensive but the actual stuff is drawing it comes down to the same old things drawing and painting then it's about how you export it Mm. and this isn't a game it doesn't have those interactive things it's a 360 thing and it it's an animation really and stuff happens around you yeah I guess there's probably some few surprises in this VR experience. A lot. Okay. A lot of weird things and some <laughs> singing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it can't go wrong. I guess, like, you know, this this um, this will be on, this project will be on for a look again from the 7th of June until the, was it 16th? Until, yeah, 16th. 16th. So it's two weekends. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it's an idle time. I think you can always do some singing, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> we can always do Absolutely. That. We yeah. need some songs for Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be... VR is hard to present Mm -hmm. because it's so solipsistic and individualised and uh, immersive. So what what I've tried to do is play with that. And the person that's in the VR also becomes a performer for everybody else. Oh, absolutely. And you see this a lot on these VR clips of someone, you know, kind of mad dashing or moving their arms about. Yeah, and you don't know what they're doing. And you can't, you know, and when they're in it, they forget that the world outside exists. And I think it's a generational thing too, Mm -hmm. because... Well, I'm 40. Yeah. I'm probably old, relatively. People younger than me will be much more appreciative of these kind of technologies or yeah. willing to take them on. People older than me definitely won't be au fait with it. Mm-hmm. And also the sort of seasickness of it. Yeah. So that's something we've had to factor in is right. how much does it move? How much does it freak you out or yeah. not? It's very easy to just make people collapse. <laughs> So I've had to rein that back a bit. Right. <laughs> so is there going to be like, do you have to have a think, oh, might have a little disclaimer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, health and safety, a yeah. go-go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're developing a sort of queuing system because also it's not like other projects I've done where you can have as many people doing it at a time mm-hmm. as, you know, you'll have five headsets on the go. Yeah. And there's a sort of stream of people that come through. So you have chaperones that sort of show you it. A bit like airport, or like, um, what do you call it, like trolley dollies on the airline. So somebody 
helps you into the headset, helps you out, keeps the flow of people, but also as you're queuing, you're getting the health and safety. Because also for some people, like, um, you know, I don't know, there might be health conditions where you really shouldn't be in this. Or for very young kids. Um, But, you know, I think you make your own choice. Yeah. Um, But it's not violent. Mm. It's funny. Yeah. 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 So, like, going back to, I didn't realise that, you know, you've had quite a bit of experience of common diabetes since 2012. Mm. And what have you kind of, like, taken on notice, if if you have noticed anything different about Aberdeen, like, from 2012 to 2019? I've totally noticed it. And it's funny talking to you before we went on record, yeah. just about, um, well, about the anatomy rooms mm-hmm. and about uh, this sort of accumulation of things in the city. Yeah that I think you're part of mm-hmm. um, a thing that's been building over yeah. time that, you know, and I think smart and then look again is part of that new art is yeah. part of that. You know, I knew John Reed early on. Yeah. And I think that more people have stuck around mm-hmm. tendency towards yeah. things like this where, and this is something that Sally and Claire have been pushing for and something that I've been trying to encourage by mm-hmm involving people like Natalie Kerr or Amber Robertson, people in Lillian Mim, mm-hmm. and also bringing people in and out of Aberdeen. Yeah. So all I think what happens is you begin to retain people in the city, you get more spaces, you get more festivals, you know, it's a shame that the art gallery's closed, but as soon as that reopens, yeah. most of the time I've been coming up, the music hall's been closed. Oh, yeah, and suddenly that's that, open. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the bar, and... Mm-hmm. So I think... That will all contribute to this bigger push. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we were just in Paisley yesterday right. and comparing, you know, they've got a slightly different problem because they're so close to Glasgow. Yeah. But Aberdeen's got a lot to be proud of and to teach small cities yeah. about how you don't worry about what is going on elsewhere and you make it here. Mm-hmm. And it's about retention of yeah. people. And a critical mass of people. And, yeah. You know, like you said, having a podcast, having what what's missing yeah. and what can we do and invent. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, such a kind of key points that you're mentioning there. I think that's that kind of slow push. It seems like to me a kind of slow push. Mm. In comparison, obviously you live in it London. It is, yeah. And, you know, I guess like we kind of speaking off mic and you're saying like, oh, yeah. why isn't this happening? Why isn't that happening? And yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. There's also almost kind of like a lingering kind of feeling of frustration with me and I think like but and, I, and, and it's kind of good to see like you know from you coming up and visiting Aberdeen over the years that you said oh no I'm seeing like, oh no there is change. definitely a change yeah I think the, I don't think it's any faster in London there's just yeah. more of it yeah so you yeah. get the illusion that it's mm-hmm. faster it's just as hard yeah. um you know space space is always expensive wherever you are yeah um opportunities are hard to come by mm. but it's more about how do you find two or three people that you can work with mm-hmm. regularly or that can be your audience. It's, yeah. it's no more than that, really. Yeah. And you just make a little world and you hope that somebody else is going to get interested in it. Mm-hmm. And over time, you know, I think that it, it is, it's that whole thing of like um, stop motion yeah. of a plant growing. Yeah. You cannot see the development of Aberdeen when you're in it. Yeah. But yeah. when you get away from it, mm-hmm. you suddenly realise, or when I come back and see other stuff going on, Oh, that's really changed. Or what's going on at Peacocks and having that space move around the corner. Yeah. That is a real gesture. That will and that will have a knock-on effect. Yeah. So yeah, it takes ages, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think yeah, absolutely, definitely does. And I think 
going back to the project, the four four. How comes? How how did that title kind of come about? I mean, if I'd titled it now, I would call it Thirst Trap. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of references to Thirst Traps. But um, I suppose as I was developing it, it was this idea, you know, in theatre you've got this convention that you don't break the fourth wall or on on the telly. Or if you do, like in a lower low or something like that, or a band or something, it becomes a sort of camp gesture of like, oh, did you notice? And and the VR is like that because actually when you're in it, there is no, um, it is, there is no separation. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, actually what Hito Stale t- talks about is bubble vision. Mm-hmm. So you have this other problem of the internet and of social media in the VR where you're in a sphere. Yeah. You can't see your hands unless you're in the Oculus Rift where you've got the sticks mm-hmm. or if you're gaming. In this one, you've got no arms and legs. Yeah. You're just this floating thing. Mm-hmm. And there's something really disorienting, but also very ethereal and yeah. energising about it that you couldn't get any other way. Yeah. So that's where the title comes in. And it just becomes a way of introducing fiction mm-hmm. into that space. Yeah. And, and it's the same, it's an extension of all the projects in that it's just floating other possibilities. Mm-hmm. It's not all about Marshall College, some of it is, yeah. about the architecture and about... Gothic revival and that whole Victorian thing that yeah. this city is built on, and then some of it's just my funny interests, okay. um, funny images that float around. All right, so could you mention some of those funny images? Like um, giving away too much. There's so there's what I've what I've brought in is lots of recent paintings. Right. So there was this idea floating in the development of it of a pinacoteca. Okay. So this idea of a kind of picture palace, which a museum is, but. What if you built lots of walkways in Marshall College and started hanging paintings on yeah. them? So there's a series of paintings called Brexit Gothic that I've okay. been making. And there's a series of paintings called The Shoe People Paisley. Right. <laughs> which is The Shoe People, a kind of shitty cartoon right. from the 80s yeah. with lots of Paisley I've been developing. Right. And then you get little characters... Mm talking um you get lots of weird landscapes that i've built in different packages okay. it's a sort of collage space yeah. so whereas somebody else might come at it from a gaming yeah. angle or an architecture angle i've brought all my interests in shonkiness and roughness and and also because i'm new to it yeah. there's this opportunity to be really amateurish with it and i knew that the first thing i made with it could have that quality. Yeah. So I've tried not to clean it up too much. Okay. It's quite rough around the edges. Yeah. And that's deliberate. Yeah, yeah. it's energising. Yeah. And, and you the, you know, the older I've got, the, the, the quicker I've been to capture that moment mm-hmm. because you can't go back and redo it. Yeah. So um, there's a sort of naivety that you can show to people that's yeah. quite joyous. Yeah. And how did you find... Is, was this the, your first time kind of working in VR... It's, I've, I've, I've had a go at it on a yeah. friend's VR about a year ago mm-hmm. and I'd only really used Tilt Brush, which is a Google product. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was worried that I wouldn't be able to manage it in the time. But actually, the software is very fluent. Okay. It's all designed to be quite user-friendly. Yeah. So if you've used Photoshop or anything like that, you've already got a handle on mm-hmm. layers and stats. The, the difficulty is in knowing the shortcuts on the, the controllers yeah. because they're different for every package. Mm-hmm. But m- m- it's made in about seven different softwares. 
Okay, and one that I love is called Anim VR, and it's a stop frame animation package where in this 360 space, I can make drawings which always have this strange curvature because of the sphere. Yeah. And you can click and change the frame, and you see a sort of ghost of the previous drawing. Okay. So you can start to make these stop frame things quite oh, quickly. Okay. Right. So it's opened up a whole new, too many possibilities. Yeah. And uh, I've got to work out, uh, partly it's a reaction against a previous piece of work I made, which was very slick. I've made this video called A Virus Walks Into a Bar, where we had a huge budget Mm -hmm. and we could have, we had 30 actors. So it was like another, um, and so I've discussed with Jamie Quantrill, who I've worked with a lot, Mm -hmm. uh, where do you go from that? And I think you don't go slicker, Mm -hmm. you go shonky. And also you sort of take out all the cinema sort of cinematic stuff yeah. and you bring back in all the painterly stuff yeah. so that's really where it lies okay if that makes any sense no 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 absolutely <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just like you know um, like you know obviously kind of like paraphrasing what you're saying it's like yeah you can go so far and you can almost have like a sleek you know cinema almost ready television ready kind of piece of work and stuff yeah. but obviously what you're doing is going far from that and that's deliberate and I think that's kind of interesting yeah it'd be interesting actually how young people engage with this as well just thinking. absolutely yeah. I mean they might hate it they yeah. might just think who's this old geezer doing this load of old crap with this technology I can use better but it, it, I think it hopefully it's hopefully it's got broad appeal yeah and it's cartoony mm-hmm. and it's um, you know I think you get there's this cycle in your own making where you, you know, you sort of react against certain things and that just pushes it along. Yeah. And then you, and also it's good to do things on a big budget and then things on a tight budget. Yeah. And that just keeps it exciting. Yeah. I think we're kind of in an interesting time as well because we've got VR technology and I work with young people in my mm. day job and how much young people are very much switched on with social media and technology. Yeah. And, you know, what's your thoughts about this? Like, kind of like the world we're in this now and actually everything's very really much tech-based. I mean, I can do anything on my phone. Yes. Nearly it's the ubiquitous object. Yeah. Yeah, there's... a there's VR is, has been around for ages, yeah. but it's been expensive. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's not so expensive. Yeah. I mean, the PC is the expensive bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Mac user, so I've okay. had to learn this thing. But yeah. it's all Windows run. The actual headset and the, so- the, the sensors, that's the cheap bit relatively. Yeah. Um, I think that will encourage more people to use it. And it will free it up from gaming. Mm-hmm. You know, the Dundee thing. Yeah. They, they're all using it. Mm-hmm architects have been using it and I think they've had too much of a say on it I think if young people artists other types of people can have access to it you'll get a whole different look yeah I think the digital I mean we we const we constantly have this push back and forth between the digital and the analog that's that's the way things move ahead yeah. you know you get an iPhone you buy an LP. The two things are sort of the opposite yeah. of each other. Um, and, I mean, the LP is a dead form. But the problem with exclusively digital is that it's... There is there is no thing tactile. Yeah. You know, and we're not at a point yet where you can 3D print something to the quality where you can draw or paint it. Mm-hmm. So you can increasingly make the mark on the iPad that has the quality of the watercolour, yeah. but it isn't the same as the watercolour. Yeah. 
So I don't know what... I, th- I still think you need to do both. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, what I... I don't know, and this just might be m- because of m- my age, but a lot of the things that I've built that you'll see in the VR, I've drawn, okay. and they're taken a day to draw, yeah. in the way that you might have to draw you know, a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. So it's the same sort of activity. You don't have a tangible thing at the end of it but if you don't know how to do the analogue thing I'm not sure you can do the digital thing yeah yeah absolutely. I don't know that might yeah. be wrong no I kind of agree I think that's the where I kind of feel like that sometimes with maybe I don't know with the younger generation that are kind of more switched on to that technology they mm. use the analogue thing like I'm 37 I'm going to be 38 yeah. this year I do feel like still liking to draw on paper and so you've got all these programs and stuff you can do this so that, yeah you know. it's the it's the go-to technology isn't it it's yeah the first easy, technology. easy option and, uh, yeah. yeah whereas and i think that then you want to go once you've started in digital maybe you want to go into analog afterwards yeah. but but what i do in my work is constantly go back and forth between okay. the two so right. i've had a whole sort of six months in painting sewing all these analog forms and then it was great to just ditch that yeah. and go you know, two months of total digital. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go, oh, maybe I'm going to make some sculpture. And uh, Robert Rauschenberg talks about having different appetites. Yeah. You've had salad for a week, <laughs> then you want to have chocolate yeah. or meat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same with art. Yeah. But also I do see with some younger people that I know in London, mm-hmm. there's a sort of excitement about painting yeah. and analogue things right. and a return to sort of Basquiat and interest in 80s painting that maybe is is part of that cycle Mm -hmm. of a reaction against digital not to get rid of it just to say you need one and the other yeah yeah absolutely and in terms of like you know beyond looking at festival for this year and the fourth wall um, project what else have you got kind of going happening oh my god you don't want to know (laughs) it's so many things this is like brain dump (laughs) Um, well I'm developing a new project about a cult okay so there's this uh, well there's two cult there's two films actually this prophet Joanna Southcott who was Mm. born in Exeter in 1750 and at the age of 64 she's she's in London at this point Mm. she believes she's giving birth to the new messiah okay she doesn't she dies okay she's probably full of cancer but she becomes a sort of first in a long line of prophets Mm. Mad people, essentially. But they've all got a following. Mm -hmm. And one of them, about sixth in line, is this guy who renames himself James Jersham Jezreel. And he builds a temple in Gillingham in Kent, Mm -hmm. which is to house the Lost Tribes of Israel. Believe it or not, there's this whole culture of people thinking the Lost Tribes are British. (laughs) This is new to me. It's so so mad, I know. But yeah, she builds this building, which stays built until 1961 never gets finished but it has a hydraulic floor inside it that's a preaching gallery it's so ahead of its time Mm -hmm. and in the basement it had uh, printing presses so let's let's cut a long story short I'm starting to develop scripts for those okay and they'll be partly in VR and partly in other things I'm working on an enormous book of paintings Mm -hmm. I'm making a bunch of sculpture I'm developing a project with Paisley okay. about the Paisley, which grows out of Capsid, which is my previous project, yeah. which is really about cultural appropriation and how patterns have travelled and how we as humans or pat- cultural forms inhabit us. Yeah. 
and we are the carriers of them in the same way that we are the survival mechanisms for genes. And uh, so that pattern has got to Scotland via the East India Company, Mm -hmm. but it got to Kashmir via the Silk Road. Mm -hmm. And it must have come from something else before that. So it probably came from the Arabesque, which is this whirly sort of leaf shape. So is it, you know, and I'm wondering, you know, and you've got this place, Paisley, can you talk about or can you help innovate that place by innovating that pattern? Mm -hmm. Um, Did I say about the hospice? No, no. no. Um, So (laughs) this is a really big project. I've decided I want to build a hospice. Okay. (laughs) It's out there. You've just heard it. And this is a really like 10 year project. Wow. I want to build a building. Okay. And uh, it's really germ stage but it's to research around death and dying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what what happens is I have a lot of projects on the go. Yeah. Some of them are very tangible, mm-hmm. studio-based things where mm-hmm. it's like, I can complete and finish this. And then there's the other ones where it's like endless partnerships, meetings, doing yeah, that. Yeah. And it's plate spinning. Yeah. And um, there's moments where my mind melts and I'm like, well, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and then there's moments where I'm like, you created this. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and why? And why do you think then, like, um, you kind of get in this that kind of frame of mind that you have so many kind of plates spinning? Is that something that that kind of works for you? It that must be. You think? Yeah. yeah, I think it, partly it's my personality. Okay. It's like this kind of Renaissance mind of mm-hmm. like, oh, let's, you know, complexity. And partly it's been I've learned it as a, a survival mechanism. Okay to make sure that um, there's enough on the go that if one thing has to slow down or drops out, you've got something over here, which is knackering, Mm -hmm. but it has been proven to be, you know, I was saying to Sally actually, there was a moment where I was like, oh, maybe everything's going to shift and I won't need to do this, be like, work like this anymore. And then, you know, a big project comes to an end and it's like, no, no, no. We're going to have to cook something up. Okay. And you start, everything yeah. starts again. It's uh, a machine. I think, yeah, I kind of know a few people possibly like, consider you kind of like, <laughs> baby, can't sit still. Yeah. They don't like, you know, I need to do something, you know. Yeah. Think, yeah. And, and it does all feed into itself, yeah. you know. So the 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 VR, for example, mm. and I think this is, this is sort of goes back to your previous question about starting in the digital things slop over Mm -hmm. you know and what I'm trying to do by going between all these things is let them infect each other or or affect each other Mm -hmm. and try and get things across the border that they weren't meant to be in you know how do you get a digital thing into a painting Mm -hmm. how do you get a painting how do you use a digital space to paint in, genuinely to paint in? Yeah. And, and you do it by cross-fertilising them. Mm. Um, yeah, it's strange. Yeah. But no, it sounds like, you know, lots of interesting kind of projects kind of on the go. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely kind of interested in the hospice one as well. Yeah. I can imagine there's a lot of red tape to kind of go through. As oh, well. it's going like, to be... Would that be in London or somewhere else? No, no we don't know where it would be. And it yeah. could be that there's a partnership up here. Yeah. Um, but there's a partnership in Exeter. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of research going on. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's there's a big sort of 20th century culture of hospices mm-hmm. and palliative care yeah. that I'm interested in updating or doing something different from. Mm-hmm. And also there's a whole 
genre of architecture in Europe, particularly around this guy, Hundert Vasso, who's like a Viennese Gaudi, who I'd love to bring some of those ideas over here. It's never been built, you know, lots of visual excess and also this idea of green roofs and bringing the garden in. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about this Mobius hospice that's like a an infinity loop where the garden folds through because gardens are sort of at the heart of it. Yeah. But it's, you know, what I'm telling you will have elapsed in a year's time when I start to really get into (laughs) it. Um, There's a lot going on in Exeter around how, how we talk about death. Yeah. How the Victorian structures and religious structures that we had, um, have gone and we don't have secular equivalents which is and a lot of hospices are funded by religious charities mm. so that dictates the culture of them too yeah. so there's lots of things to be thought about and also how does well-being which is a huge hot topic at the moment and well, I don't know what you would call it dying well mm. having a good death how do those two things relate mm. you know um, and can we think about both simultaneously can thinking about a good death help us improve people's quality of life so it's not a project that you'd think an artist was needed for but actually an artist can come at it with quite a fresh perspective because they're not bogged down with the red tape or the so I can probably say the things other people pussy for (laughs) around I'll get back to you no I look forward to it as well you know and um, the fourth wall We'll be exhibiting in the Marshall College yeah. quad area as well, and I think you're kind of going to be going from here today to kind of have a day. I think do some train the chaperones, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's an extent, you know, all the things I've done really yeah. have this idea of hospitality and okay. generosity, yeah. And so I'm training people to be my proxy, oh, okay. Because if if they can give everyone the enthusiasm and uh, and make them feel at ease as well. Yeah. It, it'll be a better experience mm-hmm. and word of mouth will spread. Yeah. And it isn't, you know, I know Morag's doing an amazing thing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you don't have to see it individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, everyone can see it simultaneously. Yeah. And I don't want everyone to, I mean, people might turn up and not want to queue. Yeah. I, w- I would be annoyed. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it as <laughs> outward focused as possible. Yeah. But, um, you, you'll enjoy it if you queue for it because okay. it is four and a half minutes of, of quite amazing stuff going on. It's hallucinatory, somebody okay. said. Right. Um, and I, I feel like it's pushed me. I, there was a version that I had to get rid of because too much stuff was moving. Right. <laughs> get like a bit of motion kind of sickness. Mo- absolutely, yeah. yeah. I know, but I really look forward to it. I'm definitely going to go. I'll, I'll definitely queue up and give that a go. 6th of June, yeah. 6th of June to this. 17th, yeah, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. and then the next weekend as well. Nice and one. I'm around, so awesome. No, great, thank you, John, for coming on Thanks the podcast, for making me. episode 63. Obviously, this is part three of the series of kind of look again festival arts chat. So, really appreciate it. And hope you guys enjoy. We'll catch up with you soon. All right, see you later. So, yeah, that was episode 63. I want to thank John Water for coming on the podcast and sharing his story with us. Um, Definitely sounds like a very interesting project, The Fourth Wall, which is going to be based at Marshall Quad from the 7th of June until the 16th or 17th of June, I think that's right. So, yeah, I hope you guys, you know, definitely go and check that out when that exhibits as well. Um, And if if you guys are kind of interested in finding out more about Look Again, you can also kind of download the programme and find out all the information on their website, which is lookagainfestivalaberdeen.co.uk. 
or you can find them on their Facebook page as well, which is Look Again Aberdeen. Those are information about all that's going on for this year's festival. So yeah, I'm going to be back again in the coming weeks, um, more chats with artists participating in this year's festival. So I hope you guys enjoy this chat and I'll see you soon.